Trying to continue to increase the momentum and get one step closer to bowl eligibility, the Louisville Cardinals defeated the 10th-ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons on Saturday afternoon, and they did so in blowout fashion. On today's episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast, we are going to talk about the biggest coaching win of head coach Scott Satterfield's career. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked on Louisville. Your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to say thank you all once again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Well, I said over the course of last week that Wake Forest was as good as advertised, uh, but the 10th-ranked Demon Deacons uh, presented a very winnable game for the Louisville Cardinals, and it was just that. The Cardinals came out and absolutely demolished the 10th-ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons 48-21. to It was the biggest win of Scott Satterfield's coaching career, and it couldn't have come at a better time for the Louisville Cardinals. We'll also uh, discuss the third quarter defensive performance from the Louisville Cardinals, which is one of the best quarter performances in program history, if not the best. And then finally, we will hand out the game balls to various um, <clears throat> members of the Louisville football team. There will be three game balls that are handed out. Um, so starting out with the general sense coming into this game, you know, I, I said all last week that Wake Forest was a solid team. Um, I think that the, I thought that the 10th ranked Demon Deacons were as good as advertised uh, with the offense that they had, um, you know, averaging over 41 points per game. You know, this was a, an interesting situation uh, coming into this game because the Louisville secondary had been struggling. But the past two weeks, the defense as a whole looked solid. It was a matter of getting after Sam Hartman, creating turnovers. And uh, boy, did they. Uh, wow. Um, Wake Forest on the afternoon. Um, committed eight turnovers, and a handful of those were in the third quarter. And we're going to talk about that in the second segment of the show. That deserves its own segment uh, to talk about that third quarter defensive performance from Louisville. But <clears throat> wow, what a performance from Louisville! It's the biggest win of Scott Satterfield's coaching career, and it could not have come at a better time for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, the last time that the Cardinals had beaten a ranked team was against Wake Forest back in 2019 on the road in that big shootout game down in Winston-Salem. Um, since then, the Louisville's kind of really been um, struggling against ranked teams. Um, never has he beaten four, or I'm sorry, three FBS teams in a row at Louisville. And uh, so Saturday was a... Uh, a series of streaks ending, I, I guess you could say, or maybe new streaks beginning. Louisville now winners of their last three games. They're 5-3 and three on the season. This is a type of win that, frankly, could end up being one of the reasons why Scott Satterfield keeps his job at the end of this season. Um, you know, there's no... There's no secret that Satterfield is on the hot seat. Uh, after beginning the first half of the season 3-3, three and three, there was a lot of work to be done. Louisville was going to need to do a ton for Scott Satterfield to be uh, 
at the helm of the Louisville program going into year five in the 2023 campaign. Um, a win against Pittsburgh was solid, but it was obvious that the Cardinals were going to have to upset one ranked team at least. And they did that. They handled business against Wake Forest. Not only did they handle business, but wow, they did it in absolutely convincing fashion. Um, it was 14 to 13 at the half. And Louisville scored 35 unanswered points in the third quarter alone. Uh, Wake Forest did get a, a touchdown in the, late in the fourth quarter, which honestly, if Quincy Riley uh, takes a knee and, and doesn't try to, um, you know, take it to the house, he doesn't fumble it, and Wake Forest would have had zero um, second half points. But granted, you then look at the 14 that Wake Forest scored, the second possession in which they scored. First of all. I disagree with the forward momentum call. I thought it was a fumble, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. There was also a phantom pass interference call in that drive, and it's like, okay, whatever. But the touchdown catch was not a touchdown catch. And it's I, here's the thing. I saw a tweet that basically said, you know, referees make mistakes. They're human beings. There's you know always going to be error. I get that. I understand it for sure. But they even went to the replay, saw that the ball hit the ground. There was no way that there was any control. I mean, there's – clear picture evidence of the ball hitting the ground without the receiver having any control of it, and it was ruled a touchdown. Obviously, <clears throat> that got Louisville fans up in arms, probably one of the worst officiated first halves or even halves of football that I've seen um, in my lifetime. So, wow, what a, what a poorly officiated first half, but credit to Louisville for really, really uh, – you know, just getting back on track mentally and not letting that have a big effect on the game. Um, yeah, I mean, this win as a whole, it's huge. Uh, you saw the emotion from Keetra Clark on the sideline um, after the game, well, actually not on the sideline, actually out on the field for the post-game interview, and he got emotional. He was crying, and I think that, um, you know, this just kind of signifies the notion that this team didn't give up. They lost their first three ACC games. They went three and three, and people were like, oh, well, the season's over. And I, I mean, hell, I, on this podcast, I basically have said, you know, it was an uphill battle to get to bowl eligibility. And, of course, you still have a little ways to go. You still have to win one of the, your last four games. But, man, I just think that at the end of the day, um, what these players did was completely different from 2018. They could have uh, packed it up. They could have went home. They could have entered the transfer portal. They could have given up, but they didn't. At the end of the day, what they did was they came back uh, You know, after that loss against Boston College and said, okay, let's regroup and let's take it one week at a time. They beat Virginia, uh, a game that they obviously should have won, and that is what it is. And um, You won it with a backup quarterback. Virginia is still one of the worst teams in the ACC. And um, you you go into the bye week, and it's like okay, well let's let's do something in the second half of, of the season, and then you go out and you beat Pittsburgh, and you beat number ten Wake Forest at home. Like I mentioned, uh, Scott Satterfield now has as many top ten victories as Charlie Strong did at Louisville, and Bobby did in his uh, second stint, which I think it was Keith Winnie that tweeted that out. I could be completely wrong. Excuse me, but <clears throat> regardless, I thought that that was an interesting statistic. But this game couldn't have come at a better time for Scott Satterfield personally because um, it could go a long way in helping him keep his job uh, because you look back, let's say that the team goes 6-6, six and six, and it's like, okay, well, 
look how we got there. Sure, we started out kind of rough, but we split the last six games of the season. We beat Pittsburgh, beat Wake Forest, beat, let's say, James Madison or NC State, and um, <clears throat> lost to two teams in Kentucky and Clemson, which you know those are two hard teams to win against. But um, also, not only does it help that, it helps the momentum for the season because you're still looking at a tough end of the schedule, and um, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, – you know, the season is going to be a total success because you still have four games yet to play. You're not even bowl eligible yet. So, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a good win and you should relish it. And it's one of those that um, it's the biggest win of Scott Satterfield's career, both at App State and at Louisville. And it's the biggest win for Louisville since 2016 when the Cardinals defeated Florida State in that college game day game. And that just kind of makes you like go back and wonder, it's like, wow. Um, of how this season looked like it was going to turn out. And now Louisville puts together that dominant performance. Um, <clears throat> it's got to make you feel good. It's also got to make you feel good about recruiting. Uh, four-star defensive lineman Ruben Bain was in attendance for that matchup uh, back on campus for the second time on an unofficial visit for a game. Uh, he already said that he's likely going to be on an official visit the weekend of December 9th. So that's absolutely huge. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's one of those instances to where um, you have some highly rated guys on campus. You also have other players that are maybe um, considering Louisville, but also considering some highly other some other highly rated programs like Georgia, Alabama, uh, the top tier programs. But, you know, you show that you could beat a top 10 team. You do it on national television. You, not only do you beat that team, but you absolutely I mean, you do something that not many teams have ever ever done in one quarter of football and force that many turnovers and absolutely become like the storyline of college football um, on Saturday. Now, granted, it wasn't the only storyline, but a lot of people were talking about the Louisville defense in the third quarter, um, talking about, you know, Wake Forest being a top 10 team. If they would have done it against, let's say, Pittsburgh, I, th I still think it would have been a big storyline. But the fact that you're doing this against a top 10 team in the country that came into the matchup averaging over 40 points per game. I mean, that's such a clutch performance from the Louisville defense. But, yeah, recruiting-wise, I think it makes a lot of um, opportunity cre to create more momentum. And, um, you know, with seemingly Scott Satterfield obtaining a little bit more of his job security, I, I think that it kind of uh, wanes those concerns that maybe some current members of the class have. Uh, because, like I said, it's going to be an uphill battle to to get these signatures on signing day. Um, we're about a little over a month away, probably about a month and a half before signing day. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I think it is what it is. It's a good win for Scott Satterfield, the best in his career. Couldn't have come at a better time for Louisville in terms of on-the-field momentum, uh, job security for Satterfield, and for recruiting purposes moving forward. Uh, so um, I, I do want to talk about that third quarter Um performance because wow what a performance from the global defense we'll talk about that historic performance here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at bet online 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline where the game starts. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, wow, like I mentioned... Um, the Louisville defense in the third quarter had a performance that I have never seen in my 24 years on the earth. Maybe, maybe there's been something comparable and I'm not saying that it's the best quarter performance of all time, but of my fandom, which began for Louisville sports, probably about, um, the orange bowl year. I was probably about eight years old at that point. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a defensive performance quite like this one. Um, 14 to 13 going into the second half. And what would then happen after that would be something that would seemingly come from a storybook ending. Um, you look at that third quarter, it was opened up with a pick six. Um, Sam Hartman threw a pass to Keetrell Clark, who took it back 46 yards for a touchdown. Immediately after, uh, Hartman got the ball back and uh, fumbled. On the next play, uh, was sacked by Yasir Abdullah, um, and it was recovered by Mason Rieger. Louisville then had uh, four plays, turned the ball over on downs, and it was then answered by another fumble um, on a uh, sack from Jared Dawson on a uh, fumble that was recovered by Momo Sonogo. To make matters worse, after a Louisville touchdown following that play, an interception for a ball that was tipped in the air. Uh, Josh Minkins um, caught a shovel pass from Monty Montgomery and took it down to the Wake Forest nine-yard line. And then another fumble. I mean, this was incredible to even think about. And then uh, a Louisville touchdown put them up 41-14. to Wake Forest punted the ball, followed by another Louisville punt. And then a pick six to conclude the first quarter from Quincy Riley. So, um like I mentioned, what a defensive performance in the third quarter. Now, granted, some people will say, oh, it's a fluke. This will never happen again. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt this will ever happen again. You're right. But it happened. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it should have happened or could have happened. It did happen. Um, so, you know, it's just another solid performance from the Louisville defense. In that third quarter alone, you had one, two, three four, five, six turnovers in the third quarter alone to put into context how wild this is. Wake Forest came into this matchup only giving the ball away five times all season. In one quarter against Louisville, they they essentially doubled that number. They had eight turnovers in the game as a whole. It didn't matter that Louisville almost had 100 yards of penalty yardage. Um 
because at the day, at the end of the day, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons turned the ball over eight times. Like that defensive performance in the third quarter was something that, like I said, I just don't think I've ever seen. I mean, that's it was just wild to see. I mean, for an offense that is always so comfortable, it seems with Sam Hartman. Um, it seemed like Louisville just took advantage of the Wake Forest offensive line already not being the greatest, and then they had a couple injuries along the way in that game. And, you know, you had guys like Yaya Diaby, Yasir Abdullah, Momo Sonogo, Monty Montgomery, Jared Dawson. The pass rush for Louisville ended up being kind of the dis- difference maker in this one because it forced Sam Hartman to make quicker decisions. And it you can't tell me that, you know, Sam Hartman didn't, you'll get a little rattled in that third quarter. I mean, he was hesitating on throws, um, like he was always looking over his shoulder in this one. Um, a huge, huge game for the Cardinals, who had, I mean, this is wild here. They had eight sacks and 11 tackles for loss, um, five pass deflections, and three quarterback hurries, um, two defensive touchdowns. If you started the Louisville defense in your fantasy league, so help your opponent. While I said that, I think Sam Hartman just threw another interception. Um, no, nah, I, I can't. I can't do that. Um, but regardless, I I think that wow, it's um, you know quite a defensive performance. And look, here's the thing about it: is people want to bash Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's a good quarterback. Sam Hartman is one of the best quarterbacks that the ACC has. Um, he knows this offense. He does a good job with the read option. Uh, he has solid receivers. Um, the, there's a reason why this offense came into this matchup averaging over 41 points per game. So let's not you know, respond to this outing by saying, oh, Wake Forest offense just isn't good. That is absolutely blasphemous to even um, suggest or consider. Averaging over 41 points per game. I don't care who you're playing. It's not like they're playing, you know, um, you know, a mid-major schedule or anything like that. They still are playing solid teams. <clears throat> I mean, this is a team that hung 51 points on Clemson or 45 points on Clemson. Now, granted, that game went to double overtime, but still, I mean, they hung 45 points on Clemson. So, shout out to the Louisville defense. Um, absolutely incredible performance um, all across the board from the front seven to the secondary. Uh, the third quarter was a historic performance that definitely uh, ended up being the uh, – the uh, deciding factor in this one. So take a little bit of a step uh, in a different direction and give out game balls, which is the first time that we've done that on this show. There's three of them that I want to give out. Uh, We'll do that here in just a second. I I do want to say thank you all once again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and now WHAS 11 plus five days a week, your team every day. The Louisville performance overall was one of the best Cardinals performances from start to finish that I've seen under Scott Satterfield, possibly the best one. Um, By the fourth quarter, the game was out of reach against the number 10 team in the country. This was a performance that Louisville fans have been searching for for since, hell, since 2016, and um, they ended up getting it. So handing out three-game balls is easier said than done in this one because of how uh, solid overall. A lot of individual performances was the first game ball we're going to give out is to Keytrail Clark. Clark was um, essentially targeted all game long by Dave Clawson, Sam Hartman, and this Wake Forest offense. 
Um, there was that touchdown in the end zone that Clark gave up. It wasn't a touchdown, but they called it a touchdown, so I don't really take that away from him. Um, he had a very, very solid game in this one. Had, had a couple of big tackles. One ended up being an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because he uh, picked the picked the uh, I was going to say picked the defender up, picked the wide receiver up, and slammed him onto the ground. He did that twice, like a WWE move. Uh, but he had six tackles. Um, he had a sack, had two tackles for loss, had a pass deflection, um, but also had the uh, pick six, which uh, started the. Uh, big third quarter for Louisville was picked on all day by the Wake Forest offense. And time, again, and time and time again, I think that he answered the bell. I think that he turned in a very, very incredible performance. Um, maybe hasn't had the uh, the season that maybe he was hoping to expect this season, although I don't think he's been bad. Definitely set the tone here with um, this performance against a Wake Forest team. Um, you saw the emotion on the sideline. That's you, or I keep saying the sideline, the post game interview at, at midfield. Uh, so you saw that emotion from him um, when he was getting interviewed. Um, just a great performance from him. Um, very, very solid. W was very um, impressed by how he handled Sam Hartman. You know, going to a bunch of different receivers that lined up against Kittrell Clark. And I thought it was interesting that they were testing Kittrell Clark in this situation as well. So, um, but Clark definitely answered the bell. Another player that answered the bell was defensive back uh, Quincy Riley. Uh, Quincy Riley was um, having a huge performance uh, in the game before the pick six at the end of the third quarter. Um, he led the way for the Cardinals defense with two interceptions, had the uh, had the big touchdown um, to put the score at 48 to 14. Um, but he also had three tackles. Uh, two of those were solo tackles. Um, but overall, I think that Quincy Riley has been a huge, huge um, addition as of late to this level defense. He's gotten more and more of uh, opportunity, and he's answered the bell just like Kittrell Clark has, has been solid. Um, I was interested at the beginning of the season as to why he wasn't performing, or let me let me rephrase, why he wasn't getting a lot of opportunity to perform um, in the early parts of the season. But over the past couple of weeks, he's gotten more and more of an increased role, and he has hit it out of the park. Um, last season was one of the best um, ball hawks in the country, very solid at intercepting passes. Well, look at what's happening here. Um, he had two interceptions against um, Wake Forest. One of those was the uh, pick six uh, that ended the third quarter. When you go back and you look at uh, what he's done this season alone, um, it, it's been wild to look at. Uh, the first two interceptions as a Cardinal um, but I think he's done a good job in coverage uh, since then, since he's gotten kind of an increased role over the past uh, couple of weeks. And I want to see that role continue to increase because I think he's one of the best on-ball defenders that Louisville has to offer. So um, Keetra Clark, um, Quincy Riley, the uh, recipients of the two defensive game balls. Um, offensively speaking, I'm giving it to Tyon Evans. Uh, Tyon Evans was... The offensive MVP had 11 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown, um, mostly in part due to that 52-yard touchdown in the third quarter that put the Cardinals up by 13. Louisville was up 20-14 to 14, um, and then ended up with that 52-yard touchdown. Average 9.5, or I'm sorry, 9.6 yards per carry. 
Uh, just the explosiveness was put on full display. We talked about last week how I wanted to see Travion Cooley get an increased role. Um, even with Tyon Evans coming back, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Cooley only got three carries on the afternoon. But um, this is just a sign that Louisville is going to go with the hot hand. And it was Tyon Evans coming back from injury, uh, missing the past couple weeks, had a, uh, apparently a solid week of practice, according to uh, multiple insiders uh, and reporters and the broadcast. So it was nice to see Tyon Evans uh, turn in a good performance on which he went over the century mark. On a Saturday evening, he, and he did it in a in a fashion in which it put Louisville up by multiple scores. Um, if it wasn't for that huge, unprecedented defensive performance from the Louisville Cardinals, maybe we put more significance in that rushing uh, touchdown from Tyon Evans because really it's not getting focused on enough. But Evans, um, extremely explosive, um, brings a different element to this Louisville rushing attack. Um, was very, very uh, pleased by his effort. Um, I thought that he was extremely solid, and I don't think that Wake Forest really had much of an answer for him. And he probably could have done a lot more, but Lowell's offense uh, didn't necessarily have to do much in the third and fourth quarter, respectively. He only had 11 carries, but turned that into over 100 yards. So uh, game balls go to running back Tyon Evans, defensive back Kittrell Clark, and defensive back Quincy Riley. Um before we get out of here, I want to say thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first to listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, like I said, it's going to be a lot of. There's going to be a lot of content over the next uh, day or two um, as we conclude the month. Uh, to conclude the month, the next two episodes will be um, uh, centered around men's basketball and women's basketball so be sure to uh stay tuned into that uh but that's going to wrap up this unique sunday episode of the show everyone have a great day have a great end of your weekend and a good start to your week tomorrow and we'll see you right back here tomorrow <laughs>